What's up, guys? Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with Mr. Is it Lewis? Luis? Luis. Is it, does that just depend on the mood? Is it like today you're Luis, tomorrow you're Lewis, or is that well, like different? It depends on people. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if it's Some different personalities. Can't say Luis. How can they not? I don't understand. I don't know. I just, I've just come across it to where, oh, well, Luis is too hard to say. Well, the way you're mumbling, anything would be too hard for you I mean, to I'm say. I'm just too far away from the mic. Is right. That better? There, exactly. We got to increase this production quality. Speaking of that, um, we're having a new table made. Have you seen the pictures of the new table? Yeah, it's amazing. Built by design here in Spring Hill. My buddy Brandon Froman over there, he's making that table. It is going to be awesome. So those of you that listen, stand by because we are going to provide some pictures of the table once it's delivered. There was a couple of things that that have to be kind of custom fitted to make it work. I'm waiting on some more parts, but I think it's going to be awesome. I'm be scared to drill holes in this thing. I'm not drilling anything into it. Oh. So actually, we'll talk about that. That's that's what we're talking about today is it, is ownership. So I'm not drilling any holes in it because I'm not going to be the person responsible for damaging this beautiful piece of art that he's putting together for me. Um most of all, you know, I just, I don't have it down like he does. He does this on a day-to-day basis. So he is the pro when it comes down to it. So I know if I say, hey, I need a hole here and a hole here, that's exactly where it's going to end up. But the ownership part of it that we want to talk about today, you know, most of you know that I've read that book uh, by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, Extreme Ownership. Have you read that yet? Yes. I've read half of it. Half of it. Okay. So, and how long have you had it? I gave that book to you a long time ago. Uh, it's been like two months. Do you think it's like a, a like Bible scriptures? You just read a paragraph a day or what? Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Sort of. No, it's a good book. Um, it's definitely one that has changed my perspective on things that we do on a regular basis. You know, one thing that I constantly try to do, and especially because Louis, Luis, Louis, Louis, is new to the industry is I try to do my best to educate him on a regular basis and make sure he's up to speed because ultimately his success or your success, it falls into my hands. You know, I can always take the the role that, bro, you need to learn this yourself and you need to come work every day smarter than you were yesterday and go on about your business. And I feel like there's a lot of employers out there that are like that. There's a lot of places where they sit you down, they hand you a book and they say, all right, learn. Do you learn well that way? Um. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. I mean, if it's if it's like interactive, to where I can like log on to Encompass, and right? Follow a book. I mean, if it's the same execution, if I say vacuum the floor and here's how you do it, you pull the vacuum out, you un- unspool the cord, you plug the cord in the wall, you hit the button. Like if it's the same thing over and over, I could see a booklet getting you through that. But the fact of the matter is, our industry is one that's not the same. How many how many loans have we done that have been the exact same? Zero. Zero. Not a single one. The scenarios may be similar, similar credit, similar down payment, similar programs, but every single loan is different. And so ownership is something that we look at in, you know, you you hit a point where maybe a mistake was made. You know, a document wasn't uploaded, a timeline wasn't hit, something like that. And what we tend to do in the mortgage industry or what most people, including myself in the past, I used to do this all the time because you're embarrassed because of the mistake and you you pick someone to blame for it, something, someone. You know, it's it's common to do that. Oh, underwriting was slow because of this. Well, you didn't submit a full package. So had you submitted a full package, underwriting wouldn't have been slow. They would have got the file done. They would hit their mark. So a lot of that's ownership and looking and saying to the realtor, you know what, I, I'm human. I messed up. I did this, and it created a delay. And it's my fault, but I'm human, and I'm going to fix that. You know, you were on a conference call that we had not too long ago where – 
uh, we priced some things out and offered some better terms than the person actually had qualified for at that point in time. And in doing so, we made a mistake. And what was the response? Hey, you made a mistake. We'll eat it. We'll move on. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is we learn and we go. So chastising people for mistakes that they make, that's not effective. If I walked in your office, you know, the other day you said something, I was going through and auditing some of our files and, and we have a system that we put together. And I say, dude, what's going on with this? And what'd you say? I said, I, I made a mistake. I didn't follow through with it. You didn't follow through and, and you've kind of slacked off on it. Yes. And I knew, but obviously me knowing versus you admitting is, is the, the two big things. But the fact you owned up to it and said, you know what, I made this mistake. Here's what I do, and, and here's how I'm going to do to correct it. And since then, you've corrected it. But acknowledging that a mistake was made, ins instead of making an excuse like, man, I, I had it done, but it didn't save. I used to hear that excuse all the time. I had it done, but it didn't save. Or I, I put it in there. I don't know how it got out of there. You know, it's like, dude, technology. That is, ran off. Right. <laughs> technology, <laughs> that could happen. The power could go off, but we're on laptops. So it would still remain connected, especially. Now, I've had some issues here, what, within the past week and a half with Encompass? Yeah. Like, not saving. Right. Um, so. But the, but the ownership aspect of it is you took ownership for what it was. We had a little learning lesson that, hey, this is why this is important. This is why I use it. And since then, you've been on top of it. You know, when we take ownership for the things that we do, that looks better upon us than not. You know, mm -hmm. there's been times where I've done things wrong and initially my, my focus on blame is to blame someone else. You know, oh, I didn't do this. This isn't my fault. This is your fault. Your stuff's wrong. This is wrong. That's wrong. But life is a lot easier when you're able to accept the things you do wrong. You know, if you're not, if you're doing things wrong that you're not willing to take ownership of because of the consequence, you probably shouldn't do it. You know, at the end of the day, you should never do something that you're not willing to own up to. And, you know, a lot of people just tend to do that, no matter how big or how small. Speaking of ownership, homeownership, title companies, broker title and escrow services in Nashville, you know, these guys have been helping me crush this industry and help out veterans and first responders um, with some amazing products and discounts that they offer our men and women in uniform. Do me a favor. If you have a home that you are looking to finance, that you're looking to sell, buy, whatever the case may be, give these guys a call, 615-986-2213. Tell Greg I sent you down there. Anyways, back to the show, back to the ownership portion of it. We couldn't have this show if it wasn't for broker, escrow, and title. Broker, title, and escrow. Title so you need to escrow. own the fact that you can't even say it right. <laughs> I'm a little dyslexic this morning. I, I know. Something's know. wrong with you. Did you sleep on the wrong side of the bed? I think I slept upside down. That's probably the like, case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a bat? You slept upside down. That's yeah. weird. Did you sleep like hanging from your swing that's in your room or what? <laughs> swing? <laughs> right. What in the world? No, but, but ownership you know, like I was saying, is is something that, you know, not a lot of people are willing to take it. There comes a point in your life where you have to view that some of the issues that, that are around you, some of the things that are falling apart are because of you, because of your actions, because of decisions, because of choices. You know, you, you take, for example, people um, that are making piss poor decisions, they're ending up in jail, they're constantly, you know, they're on probation, they're being being fired from their job, things like that. And you look around at the decisions they're making. What are they doing? They're hanging out with the wrong people. They're partying all night. They're doing drugs. They're drinking. They're doing things like that. But it's easier to blame everyone else around them, you know, than it is to take accountability for what it is that they've done. 
And so I think when people start taking the ownership for their actions, that's when you start seeing changes. That's when people start realizing that, hey, you know what? It's not them fucking up. It's me. You know, and that goes further than just business wise. You know, the business standpoint of it obviously is impactful of what we do now. But, dude, it's one of those things that affects all areas of life. You know, being overweight. Why am I overweight? It's Spoon's fault, right? Fucking spoons make fat people everywhere. Spoons are made to... I don't eat pudding. Wow. Pudding's for you. No, but but the spoons, we can blame the spoons. They're too big. That's why the portion control I have doesn't exist or... Whatever the case is. The fact of the matter is you don't have portion control. You're over here chuckling. <laughs> you don't have portion control. The spoon's too big. The spoon's too big. Well, you've seen people, you know, like the gun thing. Well, guns kill people. No, they don't. Bad people kill bad people. Or bad people kill people, not bad people kill bad people, because that's not the case. But True. bad people kill people, right? Right. It's a decision. It's a... Now, whether they're in the right state of mind when they make that decision, that's not for me to determine, but, you know, we, we like to point the blame on guns a lot, not the fact that there's a lot of mental disabilities out there. You know, here recently I was talking to a buddy of mine where there was an actual fear that this person was suicidal. And you had to look at it and say, okay, he has access to all this stuff. He has access to guns. He owns guns. He owns knives. He owns forks. He owns everything. He's not obese because he doesn't own spoons. But the fact is, is in, in certain scenarios, it's a mental thing. It's not that you have a bad person that just goes out there. So how do we figure out a way to treat or identify the mental portion of it? And I think one big thing we can do as a society, society is, is look at our people and pay attention to them. You know, we talk about ownership, but here's what a lot of us parents do. And I say us because I've been guilty of doing this too. But, you know, kids are making noise. They're being loud. They're being obnoxious. What do you do? You hand them an iPad. Here, go, go do your thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying... What's going on? Why are you being annoying? Why are you being obnoxious? Some kids are just that way. But it's, it's something that we see more often in our teenagers. You know, Kids are making mistakes, and instead of parents dealing with them and owning the fact that maybe some actions that we had in the past have, have developed the actions we're seeing today, they just shoo them off. Hey, go do this. Go hang out with your friends. Go, go get out of my hair. You know, When I was growing up, that was something I heard quite a bit. Just get out of my hair. Just go do something. And you're like, all right. But I wasn't experiencing the same issues that some people experience that they just kind of get shooed to the side, you know. Um, We're allowing technology to babysit our children. And part of that ownership thing that I'm talking about is if you allow somebody else to take care of your kids, then somebody else is going to teach your kids. And we can never go back and point fingers or point blame on someone else if we're allowing somebody else to take control and leadership of what it is that we want our family to do, right? I mean. That's uh, your father. You know this. You know that kids will go through mood swings. Kids will go through phases. Kids will go through things they like, things they don't like. I can literally sit there and watch Lincoln and watch him do some of the exact same things that Rowan did as she was going through those years of life. You know, there's certain patterns and trends that I think they're just programmed to go through, but it's about how we deal with them. You know, do we sit there and scream and yell at our kids or do we get down to their level? That's what I found that's been effective lately is like with Lincoln, I'll get down to his level and I'll say, look at me. And he looks me dead in the eye and you can tell he's kind of ashamed of what it is that he's doing because he knows he's doing wrong. But instead of yelling at him and saying, here's your iPad, go do this. I say, look, this is why we don't do this. Another thing that I think helping him own up up and helping him grow. Mm -hmm. I took a lesson. I went to this class last week, uh, the next level loan officer event 
out in Dallas. And one of the things that I took that was a huge takeaway for me was how you program the children, you know, how you sit there. And, and what I'll do now is I'll, I'll look at my daughter and I have her say, I'm a big girl. I'm a big sister. I listen to my parents and, and all these things that she does, because there's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I feel where if you believe you do something or can achieve something, then you typically do. You know, it's kind of like a gold board. People have that that gold board that they put on the wall, and it's got a fancy car and a big house and all this other stuff. And they may not get that big house, or they may not get the fancy car, but they get a better house and a nicer car and things like that. I think that if we focus on certain things, they tend to develop. And so with the kids, with saying, I'm a big girl, I'm a big sister, I'll listen to my parents, I'll do all this, then you can hold them accountable to that. And I found that with Rowan. Rowan, I'll look at her and she'll do something. I said, is that what a big girl does? And she says no, and she'll stop. You know, it's that reprogramming of the kids and getting them to own up to their behaviors and, and, and pointing out to them when they're doing something wrong and taking responsibility for myself. You know how goofy it was to, the first time to sit there and say, all right, Rowan, say this. I'm a big girl. She looks at me like, you're stupid. <laughs> she didn't say it, but she looks at me like that, you know. And it, it takes ownership on my behalf because every day I have to get up and I have to do it. It has to become a routine. It has to become something that eventually she will self-talk and say that to herself. And then you hold her accountable based on those things. You know, the ownership part of it is me doing the action and me holding myself accountable to get her to do the actions as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, you know, from a, a work standpoint, your success or your failure, you know, a portion of what you do relies on a portion of what I do. Right. And so if I come into work and I say, you know what, I'm not going to do shit today. I'm just going to relax. I'm going to kick my feet up. And mind you, there's been days where I've wanted to do that, where you want to come in and you just want to relax. But ultimately, what I do and my success impacts you, but it impacts other people down the line. So we may think that we're on this island when it comes to working and what we do and our successes and everything else. But in actuality, a lot of people depend on what it is we do. We have underwriters that get paid for files that we submit. We have processors that get paid on files that they process. We have people all the way down the line that rely on us to do a good job so that they can get the compensation necessary to support their families and accomplish their dreams. Most people, or some people, will look at it as if they're on an island. I'm not working today. I'm not getting paid. It's okay. It's all good. When indeed, that's not it. If I decide to have a lazy day, it impacts you. You know, It impacts the client's that we should be working for as opposed to the client that's that sitting there expecting us to deliver a dream, but we're sitting there saying, eh, not today, maybe tomorrow. So basically, when it comes down to it, ownership is something that I think impacts all of us in all aspects of life. It's not just ownership of, you know, this is mine or this is what I did or, or whatever the case may be. It's, it's actually analyzing and seeing all the ways that you impact people around you. It's taking ownership of your actions and choosing how to change those actions to where you don't impact other people negatively. Um, any closing thoughts, closing anything? No, that's, I totally agree. You've been I the, you've been the quiet guy today. That's how I can tell you're dyslexic because you're not even talking. <laughs> no, I just, I, you know, I learned to own up to things mainly from the military. Right. Um, you know, you make a mistake, you just say you did it. Yeah. I mean, there's no... There's no way around it. If you're going to lie about it, you're just going to make it worse and compound the well, fact that you didn't own up to it. Well, when you lie about it, too, the other thing that you're faced with is not only are you questioning your ability to execute and deliver something, you're also questioning somebody's integrity at that point. Mm-hmm. And when you, can, when you have somebody that you question both those aspects, you know, there's people that, 
that we've done business with and maybe not business with, but there's people over the years that maybe we bought a product from or something like that. And we looked and we're like, you know what? They got a bunch of bad reviews, but this product is a really good product. But the salesperson is shady, you know, but I really want this. And in some cases, we'll go ahead and get that product. You know, let's say like a used car. You know, the dealership that you're going to has a bad reputation for X, Y, Z, but you really want that car and that's the one you want. So you go and you get it and you deal with it. Now, if you had a combination of those people delivering a bad product plus no integrity, how much business do you think they'd get? Probably none. Well, they'd probably get some from the people that didn't do research and didn't look into it. But at the end of the day, when you lose the reputation of integrity, you've pretty much lost everything. And that's another reason why you own up to the stuff that your, your shortcomings, your shortfalls. That's another reason why you, you say, you know what, I did it. It's my fault. Because then it's not a question of your integrity. People are human. People make mistakes, right? Robots. Robots robots aren't human. They make mistakes. You know, so it's okay. And hopefully the person on the receiving end of whatever mistake you made is compassionate for that and understands that. And if not, maybe that's a person you don't want to associate with in the first place. That's part of taking ownership of who you decide to surround yourself with, you know. So but it's good that you have that integrity. It's good that you follow through with that. It's good that you own up to your mistakes. We're human. We all make, I, I've told you that before. We're all human. We make mistakes. It's all good. I'm and, make mistakes. and what do we do? We try to follow it up with a, a training, learning, you know, lecture, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't sit there and get rid of somebody. That's kind of like Simon Sinek talks about in one of his talks where, you know, if you had to tomorrow, could you go up in your kid's room and say, all right, kid, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're fired. You're no longer in the family. You're gone. You <laughs> kick them out on the streets. You can't do that. Pop a tent up in the back. Right. Not even that, because if I'm kicking you out, you ain't living on my property. (laughs) But you can't do that with your family, so why would you do that with the people you work with? You know, Instead, why wouldn't you go in and say, hey, man, you're not – and this is the most impactful thing I've taken from anything Simon says. Simon says, that's kind of funny that I said that. But um, walking in and saying, hey, man, you're you're not doing too well work-wise. What's going on? And listening and hearing what's going on in that person's life – because you never know when someone's going through something. And part of being an owner and owning your actions, your behavior, the production of others, is also owning the compassion to understand when people aren't going to deliver 100%. None of us are going to deliver 100% 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. It's just not going to happen. But is it better for me to walk in and say, Luis, your numbers are down, you're fired? Or is it better for me to walk in and say, Luis, your numbers are down, what's going on? And understanding what it is that's happening in your life so we can make arrangements to make things better. That proves and and that provides a more loyal employee-employer relationship, friend relationship, whatever the case may be. And I think that's part of the ownership portion that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So anyways... Well, it's been a good one. It's Friday. It's a nice day. It's end of month. We're trying to hammer some stuff out. So we're going to close this thing out. I want to thank everybody that has tuned in, people that are tuning in. Do me a favor. If you enjoy this show, share it with others. Share it with a lot of people. We have to do our sponsors. You know, we, we got to take care of them. So if you're looking for somebody, a title company, get some title work done, reach out to Broker Title and Escrow. If you're looking for an awesome company to put together some amazing hand-built wooden items, tile item. I I guess they can do about anything when it comes to custom furniture and home improvement. Reach out to Built by Design here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon.